Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to another episode on the After Maghrib podcast. If you are new to After Maghrib, make sure you hit the subscribe button and follow us on all our platforms so you are up to date with every conversation we have. Last week, we spoke about friends. You know, what makes a good friend? You know, do we have toxic friends in our circle? However, in this conversation today, we want to talk about insecurities. You know, am I insecure? Is my co-host insecure? Maybe you're insecure yourself. Let's let's try to tackle the subject. And I know this is a, you know, a topic and a matter that everyone can relate with, inshallah. And, and like every week, I want to introduce my guest. I'm only joking. My amazing co-host, a bit differently. Ahmed. First, he said, Happy birthday. Mashallah. Thank you. Happy, happy, happy birthday, Said. Much appreciated. You're turning 21 today. Mashallah. Looking younger by the day. Mashallah. No, no, looking good, Said. How's your day been? Alhamdulillah. Thank you. Yeah? It's been good. Family, friends, what's been the plan? So far, I think I'll leave the plans off air. Yeah. You're insecure about that. How do you feel about your, if you don't mind me asking you, how do you feel about your age? Because obviously now you're at a stage where, mm-hmm. you know, that the, the Y word youth is kind of escaping us both. No, inshallah, I'm still young. No, you are, of course. Um, and I, I know we're going to do a podcast on I don't know. getting old. You know, it's a serious question. And I always tell people, you know, the more you age, yeah, uh, you just end up going to die. I, mean, I'm, I'm, I might be negative with birthdays and I hope I don't sound negative when it comes to it. Yeah. I, I don't see it as like a milestone of reached or anything. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. another day. Yeah. This is a day to celebrate, maybe being here for an extra year. Inshallah, for, Allah give you a long inshallah, life. Inshallah, many, many more years inshallah, where we can see your grandchildren. Inshallah. Inshallah, I mean, and guys, if you, like Sayyid said, if you're new to the, to the channel, hit that subscribe button. Um, we are nearly a year of after Maghrib, which is mental. Crazy, Subhanallah, huh? isn't it nuts? Speaking of birthdays, and to be honest, I remember when we started filming last year, I remember when said Ali's birthday, I think it was the first episode we recorded, it was your birthday. Okay. So um, <laughs> it's crazy. We've gone a full 365 days. The channel is growing a lot. Alhamdulillah, we are, we are doing um, more and more stuff with your support, guys. And we're also launching some new stuff. So stay tuned. You'll probably see some new stuff this coming week on our channel with a new show that we are trying to, to get started. So we're going to need your support on that, inshallah, guys. And also, slightly off topic, we also have a new man. Behind the scenes today, our dear brother Yasser, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. How are you doing? I'm chilling right now. What yeah. are you guys saying? All good, bro. All good. Good Alhamdulillah. to have you on. If, you, if you're listening to the podcast, you know Yasser is one of our, our younger team members. And obviously he's been he's been in and around kind of the recordings. But it's a nice time he's got his first time he's got his own mic. About it's, time. It's good to be here on the other side. You know, I'm yeah. scared the fact that he's got a microphone. I'm worried. Yeah, we're Get ready. We're Get trouble. ready. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't hold back. <laughs> we're in trouble. Said, where should we start on this conversation? Um, I think I'm going to go straight in. Do you have any insecurities? Of course. Of course. Can you name us two? If you're comfortable sharing them. I'll tell you why I don't think I can. Okay. Oh, here we start. I'll tell you why. I'll tell, tell you why. I don't think an insecurity is an insecurity if someone is not insecure about it. Common sense dictates, right? So, if you understand it, of course, an insecurity is something which hinders one's capacity to grow. 
And because of that, they are unable to address it and accept it and therefore resolve it. So I feel that it remains an insecurity for as long as you're, you're keeping it private, you're keeping it hidden, it's, it's buried deep into your soul. So now you're going public. What do you mean? No, but <laughs> this, that's, <laughs> that's the first thing I want to say. So obviously any insecurity mm. is kept in insecurity because people either don't accept it or B, don't even know it exists. Okay. So my humble opinion, I feel lots of us have insecurities that we don't even know we have. So for example, how we look, how we walk, how we talk, who we are friends with, who we have grown up with, um, some of the things we do in private, some of the things we do in public. A lot of these things are insecurities, but we may not realize them until we reflect upon them. Okay. So until someone brings it up to your attention, mm. by the way, Ahmed, why are you doing this? It doesn't suit you. You're better than this. Becomes, you become conscious about it and it becomes an insecurity. And at that point, it remains with you until you address it. So for this sole reason, I feel that it's completely natural to have an insecurity. And I think whether you're a guy or a girl or you're old or you're young, it doesn't have a bearing on whether you have insecurities, what type of insecurities you have or how many insecurities you have. Everyone has some form of anxiety or worry about themselves or their surroundings. So that's, yeah, that's, that's what I would, would say in response to your question. But you still haven't given us one example. I think if I had to name one if insecurity, you're yeah, Sorry, okay, fine, okay, fine. If I had to name one insecurity, it'd be my past and how I feel about it now. Mm. So when I reflect on my younger years, particularly, and I've, Think about what sort of guy I was, who I was with, what I was doing, how I acted and behaved. A lot of that comes with regret, or remorse from my end. And obviously this is the beauty of our religion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us not to ponder too much about these things. Right the wrongs that you have done with people. Seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then crack on with your life. Don't let it drag you down. You know, and there's obviously we can go into the religious angle of it because there's a lot of hadith, a lot of Quranic ayats which discuss insecurities directly or indirectly. Okay. What about you? It's interesting to hear. What about me? What what insecurities <laughs> do you have, Sid? Or do you have any? You know, when you told, I think it was today, we discussed what we're going to talk about. Yeah. I thought, I thought to my, generally, I thought to myself, you know, do I have any insecurities before I come out here and talk about people's insecurities? Mm. I couldn't think of one however I, I when it comes to insecurities i think personally with me i think it's being aware of certain things rather than being insecure about them so if i can give one example alhamdulillah i have many gray hairs that's, when, that's, Sign when, of wisdom. <laughs> well, that's, that's how i trick myself i say yani, the more gray hairs you have no, the no, more no, no. inshallah wisdom some one people, has some people are really suits them i think it's easy and, and, and it's not like i'm i'm insecure about it it's the fact that every time someone meets me, say, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Every time I see you, your hair is more white. Yani, as, as one example, um, another one is, for example, whoever's friends and knows me very well, I'm not the tallest person out there. That's one thing that I can say when I was young, used to may affect me when the circles I was with were always, let's say, a few inches higher, taller, however you want to say it, than me. I was aware of it. It never affected me. Yeah. So that that's like two examples I can give. So I think we're looking at this from two different angles. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say because you named something big like my mm. past, that's an insecurity. Mm. We're just talking about things that aesthetics. you were aware of. Yeah, yeah. Aesthetics. Yeah. So I think you need to answer the question again. Okay, go on. You need to no, tell no, us no, an insecurity. It's, it's also a case of like 
what you named are physical, visual, aesthetic, appearance-based insecurities that you might have about well, yourself. Isn't that what people's insecurities this are? This is what the I was going to say. What is an insecurity? Because for me, mm. you might have an insecurity about something. And, and to be honest, it's completely natural. Okay. So someone might have an insecurity about like things which, okay, people laugh at, might be, but in, in the grand scheme of things, they're trivial. Things like their hairline, yeah? Or how patchy their beard is. We are talking about patchy beards recently. Or for example... But th- that doesn't fall under the category of insecurity? No, no, I, I think it does. I think insecurities is what... Well, there's two levels. Apparent. Yeah, there's the visual, what's, yeah. what's, 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 what's I might feel about how I look, for example. Mm. Then I think the way... When you, when you ask me about my insecurities, I think about my deep feelings and secrets. That's what comes to my mind. I don't think about, mm. I wish I was an inch taller. I wish my hairline was better. I wish I was... I don't think like that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking on a more intimate level with myself. Um... But it's interesting, and I think maybe we can get into that. So let me ask you, Said. Go on. There's obviously going to be a lot, a lot of people at home who are in one of two stages. Either they are currently insecure about something. They might be insecure about their uh, looks, about their weight, about their appearances, about the fact they wear glasses, the fact they have braces. And either they're currently insecure, or there's people who are have moved on with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to someone who has currently got an insecurity and is currently trying to address it? Should they try and deal with it directly and sort it out? Or do they just forget about it, move on, ignore it and accept the fact that, oh, I feel ugly and I know I'm ugly and I'll just deal with it? How would you address that? It's a tough question to ask me. Um, I, I, I think... Like I'm not, I'm not one to give advice when it comes to this. I say this because I personally don't, I don't use the word suffer from insecurities. As I have never really thought about, um, you know, being insecure about something where I've either I've lost sleep over, or you know, I've hidden myself from society. Because I know there's certain levels that people can face when it comes to insecurities. But one thing I would say is the, the main thing we have as Muslims, Ahmed, and for everyone listening, is that you know who cares, bro? If someone mm. is gonna come. And say, you know what, he's butters mm. or she's ugly. Sorry to use these phrases, but this is the people. This is how the language is nowadays to people. Yeah. You no, know, the thing. Who cares? Honest to God, yani, as long as you know, you know, you are fine. Yeah. Ultimately, you are a human being, and we know Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You know, He created us all different, and the biggest proof that we are different. We are, we are not the same as our neighbor. We are not the same as our cousins. We are not the same as our friend Haider at college, whatever it is. Yeah. There's our fingerprints, bro. Everyone's unique in their own way. Yeah, mm. That's one example. And we have, uh, there's even like in the animal kingdom. I know I'm going far off here, bro. We have leopards. They don't have the same dots, whatever it's called. You have true. zebras. They don't have the exact same stripes. Yeah. Everyone is different. And I think we have to accept firstly that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us different. And it's society that dictates, you know, how, what we think is normal. Yeah. And uh, if we like, watch too much movies this is where insecurities come from movies was was socially online 24 7 scrolling tiktok watching instagram reels whatever it is i'm talking here about for example the the physical the beauty if we're comparing ourselves to what society dictates is normal and what's perfection and what's beautiful we're gonna suffer but the moment Mm. we accept allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us differently and we're all beautiful in our own unique way i think it's easy Mm. And I, I did say I'm not going to give advice, but that's, that's, that's how I see it. 
And say to you, know, you know that point you mentioned about beauty. It's yeah. really important for us to understand that. Like you said, beauty comes in different forms. In Islam, we have the inner beauty and the outer beauty. Mm. And we know, for example, in Surah Al-Hujarat, um, verse number seven, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and Allah has endeared faith to you and has adorned it into your hearts. And that beautification from Allah comes in the soul and in the mm. heart. Now, look, like you said, we live in a day and age where everyone is expecting high level um, features, physical characteristics. Perfection. Perfection yeah. beyond perfection in many cases. Or told what perfection is when in reality things are not perfection. So for example, if we're being really critical, yeah? Right now on Instagram or on TikTok, you will see girls who do not look human because they will do uh, surgical things to themselves. They look plastic. That are beyond like yeah. looking plastic. It looks alien. Mm. And, and this indoctrination of that look has made it such a thing where in a Western sense, this has become what identity, uh, a beauty, beautiful identity looks like. Yeah. Like in a visual appearance, people are told that this is what a beautiful lady is. And she's so rich because she's so beautiful, for example. And if you want to be rich and if you want to be beautiful, you have to copy how they look. Mm. And in my opinion, I think that's backwards beyond sense. Okay. Yeah. And you understand, for example, pornography in Islam is haram for many reasons. Many, many, many reasons. It's a spiritual disease. It's an addiction of many forms. But one of the many reasons why pornography is haram is because of the warped and unrealistic standards and expectations that a man may have of a woman or a woman may have of a man which mm. are not practical and do not resemble real life standards. Yeah. So for example, when we talk about what a man expects of his woman in marriage or his wife in marriage, and if a man has suffered from pornography addiction in his younger years or at some stage in his life, he will enter that relationship with a distorted impression of what that relationship should look like based on his previous addiction, for example. And that all comes back, it stems back to what he perceives to be beauty. Yeah. And unfortunately so, like you said, Said, a lot of the time we perceive beauty outwardly and we perceive it on the visuals yeah. and the aesthetics of someone's soul uh, someone's body as opposed to their soul and their heart so all in all i think that it's 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 naive for us to judge beauty by our looks however if you don't mind i've got one or two last things i wanted to mention at the same time you have to take care of yourself right so you have to look after how you look you have to accept what allah has given you but at the same time look after yourself you know, for example, there's a hadith about dressing well when you enter the mosque. Yes. Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi says that you, it's, it's, it's makruh to smell bad to the point that there's, if there's anything you can be extravagant in, it's your perfume and your fragrance, for example. Mm -hmm. So smell good, look good, go to the gym, get haircuts, do your beard, do your eyebrows. If you're a sister, you can look after your your features and whatnot and obviously make up within boundaries of your sharia and who you follow and so on of what's allowed to show of the hijab basically. what's allowed yeah. to show and what's 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 fiqh allows okay mm. but don't for example be someone who who you're gonna leave the house and you're not showering and you're wearing pajamas and this is another thing about marriage which i really appreciate because you have expectations from your spouse my wife i remember <laughs> in my early my early days of marriage my wife would tell me why do you leave the house wearing trackies and hoodies all the time look good put in some effort so i, <laughs> yeah. so I would be like, okay you know what fair enough and now 
like I'll leave the house and I'll say to her, do I look good enough for you? It's been like a few years, but yeah, I'll still yeah, ask yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's But it's nice because it obviously helps the relationship as well. Oh, that's true. And it's, it's funny you bring that up because I'm, I'm trying to think now, since I've been married, I don't remember the last time I chose something to buy. It's always like my wife. Will like, yeah, yeah. Does. Wear this, this suits you. You should buy that. that. Let's get that. Mashallah, and, she's got uh, good taste. Inshallah. <laughs> beautiful guy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're very right. And, 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 you know, you spoke about pornography and I think we should have a whole conversation about this mm. at some stage because yeah, we do need to because it's, it's a situation that affects a lot especially in the muslim community and, and it's very hidden yeah no one speaks about it but inshallah we'll do our best to it's, touch it's, the surface it's a real disease mm. it's a spiritual disease and unfortunately it's so widespread and it's normalized and of course obviously even on a more i quote unquote societally acceptable manner you see pornography in mainstream uh film and tv and music and whatnot so you could be watching netflix and you'll see a scene which is inappropriate to watch with your family or you're 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 like mm. in a shop and there's a screen with playing music videos for example and that will have like girls or guys dancing provocatively like that kind of stuff is haram haram and it just we're building a day and age where like 12 year olds are on tiktok and they're seeing things against their will at that age which they shouldn't be seeing. No one should be seeing. Why are kids watching this? Do you know what I'm saying? It's completely backwards. And obviously, like you said, say we need a proper conversation about this. Let me ask you a question now. Go on. Now we talked about the outwardly imperfections someone may have, and you know everyone is beautiful. And even if they don't feel outwardly beautiful, of course they'll try their best to work on it. But how does someone appreciate their inner beauty? How can someone appreciate their inner beauty? It's, um, bro, you've. Uh... That's a deep question. Mm. Um, you know, if you, if you want to appreciate your inner beauty, first you got learn, I think, to love and accept yourself. Yeah, and the inner beauty here is not the apparent. It's, it's your manners, your akhlaq, You know, your 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 the the way you um, carry yourself. Yeah, the, the you, who you are, who you are. Yeah, the moment you sort of understand that, you know. I'm 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 good in my manners, I'm good in my speech, you know I'm good with people, I'm good with my family, I'm good with my spouse, I'm good with my children, I'm good with my colleagues, I'm I'm good with everyone, I'm good with everyone in the community. The moment you can accept that's beautiful, yeah, bro. Any physical attribute or something that you're not happy with, is all gonna go away. Yeah, I mean, uh, auto automatically, anything physical is like a last thought when it comes to insecurities. Yeah, completely. And and you know you know I'll give you one example to this. There was a conversation I was having. Uh, with someone finally not too long ago mm. and he was talking about you know how he wants his missus to be for example okay. i don't know if this is going to help the conversation here i'm speaking about beauty and everything and he was like i want my wife i want my my wife to be beautiful because i don't want to come home or i don't want to go out with her i don't want to go to my family hi and she's you know, not paying is the term he used. You know, forgive me if he's listening. That's the term he used. Paying, paying in London means bath, <laughs> means, means laying, or... means good looking. Yeah, and, and, and I told him, bro, at the end of the day, when you're going to marry this individual, believe me, as soon as you have this honeymoon phase, you're not really going to care of how beautiful she is every single day because it's the more important thing is how beautiful she is inside. Yeah, and, he, and and there and there is this term, you know, khatiya. There there are girls out there, sisters. May, mm. may Allah bless them and make it easy for them, because hijab is not a simple issue. Yeah, especially here in the West, and where they only focus on the outer beauty, 
and 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 they're looking to get married. You know, there is a time where a girl, I don't know, eventually wants to get married at some stage, where she thinks that you know, if I want to attract a potential husband, I gotta look in a specific way. So she will. I don't think that's wrong to say. Like, no, it's not wrong. No, 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 yeah. no, no. But she forgets the main core of marriage, right? right? Where, where, where her only emphasis on you know getting ready for marriage is how do I look? How mm. do I present myself physically? Yeah. You know, the apparent. You know, so I don't want to get into makeup and things like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's if if you look at it deeply, bro. You can look as beautiful as you want to look. You can look as buff, as peng, whatever word you want to use. Yeah. As you want. Yeah. At the end of the day, the the person you want to marry. If all you're going to focus on is how beautiful you look, bro, he can look at thousands of other beautiful girls. Yeah. The only difference is your husband, I, I'm speaking as a guy, your husband, he wants to look at your inner beauty. That's very true. He wants to look at how your akhlaq is with him, with uh, with your children, you know, how you carry yourself at home. How is your, you know, your haya? These sort of things is what attracts a man. It's not just yeah. the physical. Out. And to be honest, Aid, you're like with, 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 with guys and, and guys at home will know this, but guys... Unfortunately, Allah has given us that task of lowering our gaze. Mm. And purely because Allah knows that for guys, it's hard to lower your gaze. Every guy knows, right? It's, it's, it's a hard task. But what attracts a guy, in my humble opinion, is like you said, say, the inner beauty of someone. And, and it's magnetic. Yes. When you find someone that you like being around, like as a guy, you enjoy everything about them, enjoy their the company. company. Yes. Yeah, like you're pulled to that in a different way. But it's interesting, um, you mentioned about sisters in preparation for marriage and i agree with that and i think the same also applies for guys obviously you get guys who will spend like get a haircut every seven days who will like spend hundreds of pounds on their yasas yasas uh looking at us with a haircut on coming. your haircut Marshall, Ashley. 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 you get guys who will get haircuts every few days you'll get mm. guys who will drench themselves in aftershave and buy the new sneakers and like the tightest tuxedos for weddings and whatnot but they're rotten to the core and they've done every haram act that you can imagine yeah but they'll show face in the mosque and they'll look good but their inner soul might be rubbish do you get what i'm saying mm. and i think this applies of course to all communities and all uh people for example sisters and brothers and of course inshallah we're not amongst those people but you get that across things uh, across kind of yeah. demographics and i don't think by the way i'm saying is don't look presentable don't look nah, good. of course Bro, you, you have can to look good. and i think it's important but work on yourself as well Ascent. like inside Ascent. you know for example like you said appreciation of allah and getting closer to allah and understanding that allah has made you beautiful and we understand that if you understand yourself, you'll understand Allah. And if you appreciate yourself, you'll appreciate what Allah's given you. And the, the bounties Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. You know, and, the, and these kind of blessings that beauty comes in many forms. The ability to perceive and to use your intellect. The ability to empathize with people. The ability to, to have emotional intelligence. Like these kind of things are, 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 are they transcend physical ability and they transcend the five senses do you know what i mean so i think that's something for us to consider i want to ask you about insecurities outside of the physical okay now insecurities in fact let me ask yasa because obviously yasa is a bit of a uh kind of a, a new voice for a lot of the listeners yasa for people firstly can be people have insecurities about like themselves when it comes to their reputation their family's name their wealth amongst their friends, this kind of thing. What do you reckon? Um, 
wealth around their friends, yeah, I think they can be insecure about that because um, I see a lot of people there with their friends and they realize, oh, like, my, some, I'm broke compared to, to my brethren. They have more money than me. Or, for example, you said about their reputation, yeah, because I, I'm, I spend a lot of time with people in the community and they're very cautious of it. They're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this or why did I do that? Because it's going to now ruin my reputation, ruin my name, ruin my family's name. Mm. So as well as that, as well as that, like taking care of your sum'a, your, reput your reputation, it's also an insecurity. Like, why did I do that? It's now causing you a bit of anxiety that why did I act this way? Or why am I acting this way? Because now it's ruining me. Yeah, but is it wrong, for example, to have an insecurity about your, like your family reputation or your, the people you associate with? I don't think so at all. I think it's actually a good thing because mm. if you're cautious of it, then maybe it'll, it'll fix your actions. So but if that's not insecure. Uh, by the way, insecure, I, I think this goes in both ways yeah. because if, 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 if you're insecure of how people see you, that means you care about people and not Allah. Firstly, mm. but it helps you get to get closer to Allah because sometimes when you want to worry about your sumah, your reputation, sometimes it stops you doing haram. Yeah. Sometimes it stops you going to certain places, you know, mixing with certain people and, and avoiding, you know, satanic acts and whatnot because mm. of your sumah. Mm. Or you remember, for example, you know, I am from this community or I am the son of X, Y, Z. Why am I doing this? And if I have, mm. you know, there's if I have my family, you. for example, as role models of what makes a good Muslim, why am I going to go to these places? But, or, but, but again, is that, is that an insecurity? It might, I, this is the thing. I like, think it plays with if anxiety. If someone's insecure about, let's say, their, their wealth, Mm. Like, and you, you guys mentioned this before, but do you remember we talked about friends? We talked about how some friends, for example, don't have the means to go out and chill every week. Yeah. Now, yeah. someone might be insecure about how much money they have and they don't mm. want to look like they can't be amongst such people or whatever. So, by staying away because you're in, not insecure, but because you're conscious of your circumstances, you might avoid doing things like overspending, spending on the irrelevant things or lavish things being trivial with your money that kind of stuff which then obviously leads to the further sin of of wasting and asraf and being extravagant and whatnot like that kind of thing is is obviously an insecurity one might have but you can channel that from an insecurity to become uh like a trampoline do you see what i mean to to kind of push you into doing goodness do you get Ahmed abbas on the trampoline yeah yeah <laughs> say it's your birthday Sorry. you gotta take you trampolining i'll take you to the bouncy castle <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but you know, speaking about this point, you know, wealth, yeah, and security. It's um, just I just had this thought right now. You know, I've I've seen um two sort of avenues or you know groups right. when it comes to having wealth and insecurity, and I, I I think a lot of rich men out there, a lot of wealthy men who are like filthy rich, if I can use mm. that term, they like to show to the world that they're full of money. And they're loaded, and 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 I and I and, and, and I, I don't think they're insecure, but I think they they they're insecure about the image that they want to continue to show the world. Is that I've got wealth, I've got money, so they have to you know always have to you know be, show off, be sort of cautious or aware of how they dress or where they eat or how they spend their money. I don't know if you understand my yeah, point. And then you've got that's the standard. Accent. Yeah. So there's yeah. like a certain level where you never want to drop under you know mm. once you've reached that stage is that okay i don't want to show the world that for example i don't have that wealth any longer Said. then there's the other side yeah sorry before you go there there's, yeah, yeah. there's the other side where you see the most richest of men you can't even tell they got money mm. which i love 
Because you, and we have certain examples out there who are even non-Muslim, um, where they have the wealth of the world. As brothers, so humble in their dress, in their charity, in everything. So there's always two sides. Say so there's two, there's there's like two, sides two types of people. Yeah, yeah and there's yeah. two types of people that just came into my mind when you were saying this. You know, when you think about like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Donald Trump, people like that mm. who are mega, super wealthy. Mm. All of them have insecurities and like look at trump as an example bro the guy is 75 plus years old he's got orange skin fake blonde hair he will and a plastic surgery all over his face and the guy has nothing to prove he's been the president of the most powerful country in terms of as a uh, hegemony right across the, the western hemisphere mm. he's one of the richest men in his country or definitely one of the most influential worldwide why is he insecure He's clearly insecure about something, yeah, right? Yeah. And then you look at, for example, Jeff Bezos. Anyone who wants to know what Jeff Bezos is insecure about, just Google him. Look at Google Images over the last month. You'll see what he looks like, what his wife looks like, and so on. I don't want to get into it because mm. I don't want them sending shots after Maghreb because we're in big trouble. Bezos, <laughs> Jeff Bezos comes after Maghreb. Sponsor the podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Amazon. Um, but then on the flip side, you know, in Shah Ramadan, I was speaking to a friend of mine who was um, doing some fundraising work for a charity. So he said to me, do you know anyone? Like he asked me, can you introduce me to someone? So I gave him a contact uh, of a close uncle who I know. Like he's a family friend and mm. I have high respect for him in another community. So this guy went to meet him. He called me. He's like, are you sure I've got the right guy? Like, yeah, why? Mm -hmm. He's like, bro, this guy looks dusty. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, his hair's scruffy, his beard's scruffy. He's wearing old like clothes and he's driving some bust up honda civic from 2001 you know he does not look like he's doing well like are you sure you got the right guy he said yeah I was like did you ask him his name he said yeah like bro this is definitely the guy subhanallah that uncle gives tens of millions of pounds to charity he's one of the most generous kind-hearted people i understand and, and mm. have met and he's always got a smile on his face but how he puts himself out there in the community he doesn't care how people will view him Excellent. you know and in return, he's giving what he can, what Allah has given him back. And maybe that's why Allah has given him more. Mm. And maybe Allah has restricted how much we have because we're insecure about how we use our wealth or how we use our blessings. So, for example, if we're insecure about how, how, how we use our knowledge, Allah will restrict our knowledge. If we're insecure about the sort of friends we have, Allah will restrict the sort of relationships we build with people. And the same goes for our wealth and our relationships and so on. So don't show off. You know, be conscious of your blessings, but don't be insecure at the same time. There has to be, we have to strike a balance mm. there. It's quite important. No, you're right. You're right. And, and you know, if I can just go to the spiritual side yeah. of being insecure. I remember, you know, when I was, I think I was either 18 or 19. I had a friend, you know, we'd go mosques together. We'd go Husseinia together. And he would never pray in the Husseinia. Mm. Never, ever pray in the Husseinia. And uh, so after like a few months, I asked him, I was like, I said his name and I was like, bro, let's my guy salli. And so we all need to fix our salah. I thought the brother's not praying. Mm. But the, 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 the brother, Allah Hafza, is, um, the brother was insecure no if he makes a mistake in his salah and there's people watching. You know, <laughs> that, I remember, that I remember the conversation we had. Alhamdulillah, he's end up praying in public as well. But sometimes you have people who are insecure when it comes to their faith, when it comes to their religion. So I, 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 from that, what I learned, 
or I think is that for example mm-hmm. that's why I, I think I picked up this phrase I use it everywhere but who cares mm-hmm. sometimes even people talk to me you know saying why are you doing this well, who cares yeah. what Haji Jasim is going to say for example well, more important is what Allah is going to say and if this brother find, found it hard to pray in front of the public wow. because of how people perceive him imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know that, 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 that's the main thing you know you know for us it's with god and that's our end goal you know we don't care what ajia um fatma says or you know uh, abu jafar said whoever they are whatever they, may allah bless all of them that, that's the main thing and i can share something you know as a reciter sometimes we have anxiety when it comes to reciting mm. and i'll tell you where uh for me is that um when it comes to reciting and you're going up the pulpit. Mm. The the anxiety for me is when I got the pulpit is if I mispronounce something. Because one time it happened to me and I was reciting in Arabic. Oh, no. It was Fatumiya. And it was a very famous classic tune. It was a, mula, mula, a tune by Mullah Basim. And it was Shay'un Ashatahran Madluma. Maybe Arthur knows this. Maybe you know. For, for those this is a main. Instead of saying Shay'un Ashatahran Madluma, I was saying Shay'un Ashatahran. Well, so I changed the meaning oh my gosh. by uh, a thing. But alhamdulillah, I, I sort of understood after the second chorus that I made the error. And I think after that, when I got home, I was thinking, what on earth did I do? Yeah. And that really hit me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the only moment I felt like yeah, yeah. So I've got I, some sort of anxiety. There's, um, you know, that's, that's, that's something that's I can share. That's something, but like, that's something you learn from. Something yeah, yeah, you learn, that's something you learn from it. Yeah, that's, you grow it on it be... and then it, perf- it helps you perfect yeah. your craft. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Which at the end of the day, you're trying to do khidmah and you have to have standards. This was like eight years ago, by the way. <laughs> really, yeah, yeah. And you've obviously, you'll have standards you set upon yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you want to make yourself proud and prove to yourself what you're capable of. So being conscious and insecure, like for example, one of my insecurities is my performance day to day. Like I'll look back on my day and I will feel small about myself. And I think I wasted my day. Like I left my work uh, and I'm on my way home and I'm thinking, what a waste of the last like three hours. For example, like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm meant to be providing and protecting my family and I'm meant to be growing my business and doing this and for, as an example. And like, I think that's quite an important thing to do because that self-accountability is a very important thing to do. But not having well, you know, an I don't, insecurity. I don't think that as an insecurity. That's I think it's saying, more yeah. of a worry. Yeah. Or, or like something that you're conscious of and you need to find a solution for it. I don't think mm. that's an insecurity. I think you're right. Yeah. But it's something you might, it can go either one of two ways, right? And either you dig deeper in it and you don't work on it and it, you leave it at that. And it, mm. that's how your mental health will worsen. And when you start to trust other than Allah, so you trust your luck, for example, or you trust the, the the generosity of someone other than god then you're not going to get anything you know there's this beautiful thing if you don't mind me sharing Please. in um sahifa sajadiya by imam sajad al-islam and dua number 54 he begins the dua and i'm not going to read the whole thing but he mentions bismillah rahman rahim ya allah some rise in the morning having trust or hope in other than thee i rise in the morning and my trust and my hope in all affairs is with you ya allah and i think that that is, for example, the ultimate answer to all of our uh, concerns and all of our well, thoughts. You just submit everything to Allah. Submission. Submission. Complete tawakkul. Worry free. Yeah. Guaranteed and, warranty. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's... Um, I, I think I might have mentioned this many months ago on the podcast, but there's that beautiful analogy of tawakkul with birds. 
the bird leaves its nest in the morning and leaves its its baby chicks behind and it doesn't know whether it's going to find food for its children to bring mm. back at the end of the day mm. but every time the bird leaves its nest subhanallah it will always come back why it's because it has trust and trust that it will find what it needs and reach its goal that is tawakkul ilallah subhanahu wa ta'ala and if we as human beings can stop worrying about petty things and stop being insecure about things which are genuinely trivial then we will advance in life if we still have insecurities about things which are deeper rooted actual personality disorders for example or actual issues with your your family or your friends and these are issues which need to be addressed speak to someone brother or go and speak to an alim or speak to your parents or someone you trust speak to your spouse someone who you know you can have confidence in and relay your insecurities to them that's why i can't speak about my deepest insecurities on the podcast to be honest with you so can we speak but, about them off the podcast yeah bismillah yeah, your family to me yeah anytime bismillah and the last 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 thing i want to say before we wrap up because i know we're pretty much done is guys stop caring about instagram and social media wallah al-azim who cares how many followers you've got and who cares how many people like your posts or for example you know like replying to every comment my bro and putting spud emojis and whatnot you know how true bro, that that's is. such a young generation that you guys need to cut that out man honestly yeah, yeah so you and your boys <laughs> Allow it. I, I don't do that, bro. I don't I do that. You not. can check my Insta. I don't do that. <laughs> you know, Instagram, I, yeah. I, I think Instagram, when it first kicked off, yeah. is what ruined the Muslim world when it comes to insecurities, physical appearances, and stuff like that. Was Instagram. Because I remember there was a time where it will show you, for example, there was a time where your explore page was what other people like, who followed yes, you, yes, who yes. you followed, etc. Was during that phase where I, I remember I used to see accounts. They'll upload something. If someone gets like five likes, they delete it. Mm. Or um, you know, if it doesn't was, do well enough. If, if a post doesn't do well enough, it goes missing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Allahu Alam say it goes well. But I, 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 I don't know why they feel like you know. Do they feel like they should? They deserve more interaction or engagement with the post. And you know, insecurity is not just That's physical, but yeah, it's yeah. also online and people yani. build an online personality which is far apart from what they truly mm. are mm. you know and we've all seen guys and friends we've had growing up and maybe including ourselves or I definitely might include myself you will like i definitely 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 tried to put up an image i had a phase of my life maybe between 15 and 19 years old where i was like i need to be this guy i need to look like this dress like this post like this type like this like you know it's embarrassing and look where you are now. Did it? Did it matter? I didn't grow. Did, no, it, did it matter? No, of course not. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. You know, you look back on these things and and you and mm. you just wish that you learned these lessons earlier. And but this is what growth is, right? Alhamdulillah. Ala kulli hal. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Honestly. Good discussion. I yeah, man, it. I liked it. Yeah, loved it was it, nice. It. it was different. Yasser, how's your first first time behind the scenes, behind the camera, behind the microphone? Behind the I mic. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It yeah. was actually quite nice being Shalom. on this side. We'll be we'll be uh, seeing more of you. Inshallah. 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 Yeah, sorry. All right, guys. Nice to tune in with you. And we will be back next week. As mentioned before at the beginning of the pod. Firstly, subscribe to After Maghrib if you haven't already. Secondly, stay tuned on our YouTube channel because we've got big things coming up. A new show's coming. We want to. We want you to be there when it drops. Right, Saeed? Mm -hmm. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. We'll get the drum rolling, Inshallah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and lastly, guys, stay tuned. We're going to be 
doing a special episode for our 50th podcast, inshallah, celebrating one year of After Maghrib, which you've made happen. I saw a statistic, which is crazy. It's like 5% of podcasts make it past episode 5, 0.3% of podcasts make it past episode 25, and it's like 0.01% of podcasts make it to episode 50. Alhamdulillah, we have made it to that uh, milestone. Salawat ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.